0: Welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff. I'm your host, Greg Kuhn, author of the life-changing Why Quantum Physicists book series. Manifest the Big Stuff is a weekly manifesting tune-up and check-in. A brief, powerful reminder to manifest like a scientist. By using evidence from your material reality and the feelings it summons to lovingly push yourself to create and sharpen Hypotheses for how to best manifest the material reality you truly desire. Working together empowers all the collaborators on the team. So thank you for joining me in manifesting our most important desires together. This is a continuation of Season 2. Today, we are going to discuss... How to Use Shitty Circumstances to Manifest. Your life will become dissatisfying and painful again. Your circumstances will become shitty again, especially in some of the most important areas of your material reality. So, since they're inevitable, why not learn to thrive during shitty circumstances? Today's episode is all about how to use your painful and dissatisfying experiences of material reality to help you manifest the ones you truly desire. Let's get started. Here's how I turn my shitty circumstances into powerful manifesting fuel. On Tuesday this week, I got ghosted by two potential collaborators. Now, there is a spoiler alert. In the end, you're going to learn that I didn't actually get ghosted. But I didn't manifest that outcome until much later. More about that to come. I'm not used to getting ghosted. Conscious creators don't ghost Greg Kuhn. That was my first reaction. But I double-checked our Gmail thread, and there it was, plain as day... Zoom meeting on Tuesday, March 1st at 4 p.m. EST. We had a Zoom link and everything. There was no mistaking it. I waited until 4.45 and then I emailed them and just said, where are you? I guess this meeting isn't happening. Then I decided to go out for a run. Now, I'm not used to getting ghosted. I took that. Very personally. And I have insecurities. I have fears, worries. So it really bothered me. I knew that going for a run was a great way to process my displeasure, my concerns. Interestingly, I'm currently rehabbing plantar fasciitis which on Tuesday had taken up residence in my left heel. That's no coincidence. In fact, on that run, in each moment, the pain in my heel was a physical manifestation of my existential pain. And how I ran with my physical pain was an illustration of how I process my existential pain. When I run, I don't push myself through physical pain. That is perfectionism. Rather, I breathe life into all my muscles, especially those which support muscles that are in pain. And I exhale my breath from all of my muscles, especially those that are in pain. That is is striving for excellence. Striving for excellence, as opposed to perfectionism, is about lovingly pushing myself to act, think, relate, and manifest from my highest self. And anytime I notice I'm drifting back towards perfectionism, that I'm starting to push myself through physical pain, I surrender by accepting where I am. When I'm striving for excellence, running illuminates what I am able to do with my body rather than what I can't. So I processed my existential pain the same way I was running, by feeling my feelings and then following them back to their source, like footprints in fresh snow, by using the technique I call. Satisfy your inner critic. And You've heard me talk about this before. I ask myself, what is it that I'm so concerned that this might mean about me? That I don't want to be true? I love to ask that question during runs. Because then I do it while I'm in a non-local or flow state. I highly encourage you to create a non-local or flow state, and you can look back in a previous episode to learn how to do that. It's called Things to Do While You're a Non-Local Consciousness. So I asked myself, what is it about getting ghosted that I'm concerned makes true about me that I don't want to be true? And I didn't stop answering that question until I arrived at answers that are only about me. An answer like, I'm worried I'm not good enough for this, or I'm afraid this means I'm inadequate. And then, when I arrive at answers like that, I explore the answer further and examine whether or not what I'm concerned about is true. And if I find there's some truth to my concern... I use my material reality and the feelings it summons as evidence or empirical data to create a hypothesis for what to do to ensure that those concerns won't come to fruition. Yes, by the way, these two potential collaborators are entirely to blame for this situation. Satisfying your inner critic doesn't absolve anyone of their responsibility for your painful material reality. To the contrary, it provides you insightful evidence that will help you create and enforce healthy boundaries between you and those who bear responsibility. It will assist you in holding them accountable too, as is appropriate or necessary. In my case, I was going to use my answers to adjust my current hypothesis for how these two potential collaborators might play a role in helping you and I expand our conversation beyond this podcast. So what was my answer? Feeling my feelings and following them to their source revealed that I was concerned that getting ghosted might mean that I'm not as important as I think I am. And my next question was, is that true? And my final answer to that question was, yes, I am less important than I think I am. And thank goodness for that. Here's what I'm talking about. What am I responsible for? My responsibility to myself is to grow my beliefs into greater alignment with my desires. Simply to manifest A more aligned material reality each day, like a scientist. Meaning, I use my material reality and the feelings it summons as evidence for creating and revising my hypotheses for how to best manifest that reality I truly desire. I'm not responsible for perfection. What a relief to not be that important. That is a bubble that I was grateful got popped. And my responsibility to you is simply to authentically share what it is that I'm doing in my life. Nothing more. I am not responsible for the meaning and value of the Greg Coon that exists in your universe. I'm responsible for the meaning and value of the Greg Coon that exists in my universe. What a relief to not think I'm more important than that. Satisfying my inner critic disillusioned me, which, despite the negative connotations in our vernacular, is a wonderful thing to have happen. Satisfying my inner critic in the midst of my shitty circumstances freed me from the self-imposed pressure of thinking I'm responsible for more than I am. It transformed my shitty circumstances into fuel for aligning my beliefs with my desires and manifesting a more pleasing material reality. And about that spoiler, you already know that I didn't actually get ghosted. Well, after my run, long after I had satisfied my inner critic, I got an email from one of the potential collaborators. Seems they had inadvertently... Put our Zoom call on the calendar for Wednesday, and then communicated that mistake to the other potential collaborator. Mia culpas all around, it was simply a mistake, and we rescheduled. Satisfying my inner critic manifested that outcome. It didn't guarantee that outcome, of course, but it did create the greatest potential for its manifestation, and I wasn't surprised when it manifested, because satisfying my inner critic, even when someone else is entirely to blame, always creates the highest potential for manifesting a more pleasing material reality. Another incredibly valuable tool for turning shitty circumstances into manifesting fuel is following form. Form, meaning the best practices of someone manifesting what you desire, at the level you desire to manifest it. What does someone do to manifest what you desire to manifest? That's their form, and you should emulate it. In life, there are always results that the public can see. Public-facing results are an important measuring tool for self creation, and self-evaluation. It is good to ask, Am I satisfying others? Equally important, though, is having an internal measuring tool, a private measuring tool. Am I satisfying myself? And form is that internal measuring tool. That focus is a key to unlocking whatever potential for success exists in any moment and any experience. That focus puts me completely in the present moment. The present moment is the only place where I am myself. So it is also the only place I can do, act, and be different. Where I can test my revised hypotheses for how to best manifest my experiences. The present moment is the only place I can give my best effort. And giving my best effort is all I'll ever be able to do. I'll never be able to guarantee an outcome. I can only guarantee my best effort is being given. And how do you know if you're giving your best effort? Simply ask yourself, am I following form? Am I acting, thinking, relating, and manifesting from my highest self by adhering to the best practices of those manifesting this as I desire? So form serves two immensely important purposes. First, it assigns jobs to every part of yourself that they need to be doing in order for you to manifest your material reality as you truly desire. Every aspect of you now has a job when you follow form. And second... It gives you a litmus test to know whether or not you're giving your best efforts to manifest the material reality you truly desire. Am I following form right now? If your answer is no, then start following it. And if your answer is yes, you know you're doing all you can. Use my technique called find your coach to create or sharpen your form for manifesting your most important experiences as you truly desire. You can learn more about finding your coach in my previous episode titled, How to Manifest $1 Million. I've got a quantum tip for you today, especially designed for someone who is turning their shitty experiences into manifesting fuel. But first, I want to tell you that if anyone ever doubts that we are all connected and that separation is a very effective illusion, tell them to Google peer-reviewed research on group meditation's effects on violence and war. Because what they will learn is that there is more peer-reviewed, double-blind, substantiated evidence that group meditation reduces violence in the world than that aspirin alleviates headaches. And now, my quantum tip. You bear almost no responsibility for the beliefs you bring to your shitty experiences neither for the Newtonian source of the techniques you were taught to resolve them. Although the failure of those things to help you manifest the material reality you truly desire eventually leaves you no choice but to blame yourself, you are not responsible for their inadequacies. You are responsible for changing and growing them. That's it. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared that with a friend. And I also invite you to visit my website, whyquantumphysicists.com. There you'll be able to download a free ebook called How. Reversing seven words can change your life. This book was written out of a forge of near certain personal disaster. And the lessons found there represent some of the most important things that I've learned along my journey. Please visit my website and download your free copy today. I had a lot of fun creating this episode I appreciate your time and I look forward to spending more time together real soon.